Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, do you know what? I thought I would ask you uh, what, what you would... I could run through my favorites or the... Uh, the other thing I was thinking of doing, which is is sort of big in my life, is is um, uh, Stephen King adaptations of the eighties. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, um, which which we could we could dig into. The, that you the like? Middle. Yeah, yeah. Are there ten I, good ones? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I Let's do you know do what? We, there's definitely not ten good ones, but <laughs> we, we could we could stretch it a little to. Just, just that side of the '90s, and just that side of the the the, the '70s, you know. I, I think that's that's we've never done that. Uh, that would be that would be grand. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's uh, so. <laughs> this is the movies that made me with your hosts Josh Olson and Joe Dante. Here with a young man, uh, uh, God, we, we, uh, we, we, I don't want to say we go back. It's not like we went to high school or anything, but uh, no, no, no. In Hollywood, we've known each other at least three years, so we're we're like old old friends. Johannes Roberts, who's um, I first uh, came across your work um, with a, and there was some kind of weird. And you can refresh my memory or or not. There was some sort of weird distribution issue. I remember with uh, Forty Seven Meters Down. Yes, because a friend of mine sent me a fairly um, not terrible but not great quality uh, bootleg screener because it looked like the film was sort of locked up and might yeah. not be coming out or something. And and we watched it. And for all the uh, less than stellar quality of the um, probably illegal screener I watched, uh, it did a thing that only a tiny handful, and by which I mean maybe two, uh, shark movies have ever done. Um, it actually scared me. Yeah, Jaws the Revenge and, and yeah, Jaws the Revenge and um, uh, Great White, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, no, it's a fantastic film. And uh, we've we've gotten to know each other over the last couple of years. Uh, I guess longer, right? Because COVID adds two years to everything. You forget it's, how much time crazy, is gone by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been a while since we 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 had a had a drink in 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 LA or or, or <clears throat> sat in. Chatted George C. Scott in Exorcist Three at any any particular point. That's right. Yeah, no, it has been a while. That's it's, it's at least, uh, and, and it was pre-COVID. Um, but he's he's been off uh, making movies uh, in these insane circumstances, and his new one is Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City, which is coming out next week, uh, November twenty fourth. Um, theaters, right? Theaters everywhere. It is everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, very much, very much looking forward to that. Um, also, Strangers Pray at Night and, and a host of others. Um, but uh, anyway, it's um, uh, a great pleasure to uh, reconnect with you, sir. It's been a while. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I, I have to pre-warn you. Uh, yes. My, 
my daughter is 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 coming back from nursery at some point and and as is the world of traveling that we're in i'm in some place in in east london at the moment i have no idea like sometimes she can hear that i'm doing stuff in you know like doing an interview or stuff and she'll just insist that she comes in so she fantastic. might fantastic by the way i'm actually in a weird way i'm more interested in her favorite stephen king movie of the yeah. 80s than yours so yeah exactly <laughs> exactly uh, <clears throat> He's welcome to join us. She will not be the first uh, child okay. to have been on the show. Um, yeah. So let's, yeah, we were talking before. I don't know. I might leave that in. I kind of, I kind of love the idea anyway. Um, and I know uh, you're a big Stephen King fan. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would, I would love to hear. Cause I, um, I'm old enough to have read the first, the first wave of, of Stephen King books as they were coming out. Yeah. Um, Actually, I started late. I, I, that's not true. I didn't read Carrie until a couple of years later, but uh, I started with Salem's Lot. And yeah, there was, he, he, um, he just, he was not a thing we had seen before. And I remember when the movie started coming out, well, obviously, you know, Carrie was the first one that anybody noticed. You're like, what a phenomenal film. Um, but at a certain point, the, uh, let's just say they weren't, uh, they stopped living up to the source material, I would say, or many of them. Yeah. And they became very hit and miss. Um, I always admired him for uh, taking a whack at directing his own stuff and promising beforehand that if he fucked it up, he'd never direct again. Yeah. And, and he, um, he did both of those things. So I, I admire that. <laughs> uh, God, yeah. I remember, I remember being very excited to see maximum overdrive, but yeah, no, as, as a diehard fan, um, I would, I would love to hear like because you are you are that i would love to hear your favorite uh Stephen King. yeah I, I do you know what i don't look i'm i'm not these are not good movies some of these that i'm going to be talking about and 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 not necessarily my my favorite either but they they just had an impact on me i think that that really started the whole ball rolling for me in terms of becoming a filmmaker and in terms of sort of sort of uh where i am now i had I, th I think it was like i had sort of just i was at that stage of just finishing tolkien and and uh i i just absolutely loved lord of the rings and 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 there, in fact there's a lot of horror elements in sure. that. Yeah. um a lot of siege elements in that uh in in his stuff and i was sort of at that stage um where I, you know i was sort of 13 years old <clears throat> and sort of that that sort of fantasy world was starting to you know i was put, putting that behind me i'd done my sort of bit of terry pratchett sort of sort of getting into that kind of stuff and i was sort of Coming, becoming a teenager and I was sort of looking to, you know, what was I going to sort of get into kind of thing. Uh, and, and I just remember, you know what, the first one that I remember, and this is, this is such an awful movie to, to kick this off with, but I which think- makes it, it great. Yeah, <laughs> which makes it, um, but it, it's so, it just sort of so describes the, the world and excitement. And unfortunately, I was just thinking about it the other night, actually, I was thinking, it sort of, I feel that a modern audience will never have this again uh, with Children of the Corn. Every child is afraid of the dark, the unknown, the nightmare. 
In Gatlin, Nebraska, that nightmare is in the corn. <laughs> Stephen King's Children of the Corn. Uh, which is an awful movie. Uh, I, 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 I I saw it in theaters. I remember. I mean, it certainly wasn't one where I went like this is. Yeah. You know, it, it's uh, it's no Shining, but I, yeah. I remember it not. I remember sort of enjoying it. Am I crazy? It's it's a bad. I think any okay. way you look at it. But do you know what? It had. I remember that we had a shop in 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 uh, uh, England, a chain called Dixon's, which is like a computer uh, like. Um, yeah, you buy your computers, your cameras and stuff. And they had like a rack of VHSs. And I remember the Children of the Corn VHS was was in that that rack. And it was it was so the red cover and children come and kill adults. And it was so the, the stuff that King was, you know, these these things. I'd never come across this before. And this, it would just sort of blew my mind, this idea of like like a little town where the children all kill adults and stuff like that. And I remember. Wait, how old are you now? I'm, I'm 30. Oh, now, no, 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 I mean, when you're, 40, when you're uh, 45. No, 45. no, I mean, when you are, when you stumble across this. Yes, this was 13. 13. Uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, my God, what, what more yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it was, it was great. And <clears throat> I remember watching the movie and, uh, and sort of, you know, having a, a sort of certain charm to it, but it's a pretty terrible movie. But it had some things that that I still that I still like. When you watch Resident Evil, you will still see a very present in my work in terms of the choral uh, soundtrack, the 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 little the 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 little uh, children's choir that goes through the the movie. It's something that I have used over and over again because of these. The, uh, and it's very much a Stephen King adaptation thing at the, that period of time. Um, well, so and, it was one of his, because uh, uh, I, I was sitting here going, wait, wait, what's the, um, what's the novel? And it's like, no, it's one of the short stories, right? Yeah, it, no, it's not. It's Night Shift. Uh, Night Shift, um, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And it's a great little short story. <clears throat> I don't think there's really ever been a successful adaptation of a short story the novellas are different but the short stories i think probably the closest you could get which falls a little outside our remit of of what we're talking is night flyer i have a lot of time for night flyer i think it's a great little uh movie you know nothing spectacular but but a really nice little um uh vampire movie and i think that's late 90s right yeah yes We'll, we'll, have like we'll have to edit this. We'll have to edit this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, no, no. Um, uh, that's but, one demerit, to be honest. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but then, yeah, that's that's outside our, our remit. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I that it it sort of blew me away that movie in in its um, just the the kind of I just hadn't seen anything like it before. Or it was I think it's more to do with the whole concept, the more to do with the whole video world. Where you would see these covers, and I think that was so important to me as a as a, as a storyteller. You know, as someone that then became a filmmaker would be this kind of the world that they promised. And Children of the Corn was one of those ones where you would pick up the box and you'd be like, "Oh, I want to, I want to see the world that that yeah. is." And, yeah. uh, and unfortunately, it was then a very disappointing movie. But I mean, I then named 
it's set in a small town in Gatlin and Gatlin is present in Resident Evil and I named my production company Gatlin Pictures uh, for a while and Gatlin has been in, in Strangers Pray at Night, the, the, uh, the where they all get killed is in Gatlin. Uh, so it's been a reoccurring theme in, in, in my uh, movies. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, um, I mean, it's a bad movie to, 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 to start with. It has, it has uh, very, very little uh, in terms of sort of scares onwards. But it, um, I think that's just sort of started the whole uh, excitement about that horror world. Mm. And then I think there was that period that like um the 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 sort of nineteen eighty three period where there was to me those are the great movies. I know you'll disagree with me. You were like, ah, oh, I know what you were like. You're like the yeah, shining, shining, whatever, you know, all that bullshit. But the great ones were <laughs> there was like this period of of oh, Christ- I, they're so great. Yep, yep. Uh Christine. Dead Zone and mm. Kuno, like those three in one year or roundabout one year. I mean, those are three fucking phenomenal movies uh, by three really? very okay. good directors. I think. Yeah, uh, and that well, that I'm, I'm that, partial to the guy who did Dead Zone, but yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Dead Zone is Dead Zone's great. Um, I but of of the ones that like Cujo, Cujo made me want to become. A film director. Nothing that lives in the imagination is more frightening than the terror that lives in Castle Rock, Maine. I remember watching Cujo was the first King book I read. Okay. Uh, and I, my, I, I was taking a flight to, uh, I was taking a flight to Florida. We were going on our family holiday. I was 14. And my dad asked me, you know, what I, what I wanted to read. And like I say, I sort of finished all my, my, my Terry Pratchett and my the Tolkien and stuff. And I was like, and I was just getting into this kind of King world. And I, I went, oh, I want to read Stephen King. And he didn't know any different. And the, and the covers, uh, <clears throat> I still have that book, were not, they were not, um, they didn't look horror. They were very sedate covers, the, the UK <laughs> covers at that time. Um, and it just had a little car on it and this sort of sunshine thing. Uh, and uh, so I got it and it just, the book just fucking blew me away. I was like the way he wrote characters and, and I, I was just like, and from there on in, you know, just hooked into the whole kind of Stephen King world. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so I, I then hunted down the movie and it's a fucking great movie. I think it still holds up well now. I, I, I don't know if you're a fan. I well again, it's one of those ones that I only saw in theaters. And I remember being disappointed, and uh, but I'm, I mean, I'm happy to go back on, on your recommendation because I remember the book 
it feels like it was the first time with one of his um, where it was like, how the fuck's he going to sustain this? Because 90% yeah. of the book is a woman inside a car with a dog yeah, outside yeah. the car. And I'm like, that would be scary for a few minutes. And I remember the book really working. I, I remember being underwhelmed by the film, but it again, it has been a very long time. So you should, you should go back to it. I, I think it's, I think it's a, a genuinely great movie. Mm. Like, um, I think for, for several reasons, I think that the whole King concept of it, I think has been that, that side, you know, the woman in the, in a car surrounded by a rabid dog is, <clears throat> I mean, I just took that, changed it for a shark cage. And 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 put it at the bottom of the ocean, which nobody seems to have you ever. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> interesting. Yeah, yeah. See, I find yeah. that premise much more terrifying somehow. Yeah, yeah. I I, I once tried to explain to someone that that uh, forty seven meters down was Cujo underwater, and <laughs> you could just see it's kind of a black expression on there, <laughs> like like what the fuck are you talking about? Um, but yeah, it is it is basically Cujo underwater. Um, and, uh, uh, I, I'm, in fact, I've, I've got several, <laughs> several Cujo sort of, uh, properties going. Um, I, I love that sort of contained premise, but I think the, the, the movie, there's, there's two things, or there's several things that make the movie, I would, I'd say it's, it's hundred percent, it's top five Stephen King adaptations, but wow. it's, one of the best horror movies of the eighties for sure is I think the, the, the main thing is, is the combination of Louis Teague as a director and, um, Jan de Bont as the cinematographer. Mm. Now his cinematography is just fucking phenomenal. And I remember, I remember, and I've used this <clears throat> in, uh, unfortunately, well, it's not really spoiler, but, I, there's a whole section in Resident Evil that is a that is a homage to Cujo, well, okay. uh, uh, and there's just this incredible the the way the dog sequences because what can you do? You've got a woman in a car and a and a fucking St Bernard, you know how are you going to sustain that? And you just the 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 way you know I I where wherever Yanderbond you know, ended and Lewis T began or, you know, whatever the relationship was between them. Um, I, you know, the, the genius of how the camera is used. And I remember just watching it. There, there's a very sort of famous, <laughs> famous in the Cujo circles, uh, <laughs> uh, jump sequence where, where you take, you know, the, the, the camera becomes Cujo. And and she's leaning down, trying to get the seatbelt underneath, and her, you know, she's just leaning out the car, and the, the the camera is right coming up to her, and you're like, holy shit! And then it just moves to the side, and then Cujo comes in the other way, mm. and it's just a fucking beautifully uh, orchestrated um, uh, horror sequence. And and I read that when I saw that, it it just I remember it clear as a day. I just went, I want to. I want to be a horror film director. Oh wow! I want to be that guy that could do wow. could do could do those jumps, uh, and I've tried I've tried to do that one specific jump several times in, in my movies. I'm hoping I've <clears throat> almost got it perfect in 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 uh, Resident uh, in Resident Evil, but the whole the whole there's a whole section that 
that uh, is very much uh, Cujo in a, in a parking lot. Um, uh, and, and so, I, yes, I really, uh, I, I really uh, heavily influenced by that. And also the, the music is, is, is phenomenal. The photography and the music in that, um, in that movie is just, uh, I think is elevates it above, like some of the performances, uh, wouldn't, you know, the, the structure King's structure, he, I, I think he famously always says he doesn't remember writing that book, mm. uh, because he, because he was so coked out of his head at the time. Uh, and the, the structure is weird. And when it's translated to a movie is, is a weird, uh, um, uh, is a weird uh, movie in, in terms of the stuff out, the drama elements outside right. of the car. But once you're in the car with the dog, is oh, just okay. phenomenal. I'd I, love I to- had not, I had not remember that Yendabon had, had shot that. Um, yeah. It's so interesting. We were just talking with somebody else on the show a little while ago about um, his uh, terrifying cat movie. Yeah. Oh, what, Raw? Or the, yes. The- Do you know Raw? Yeah, yeah I've seen it. I, yeah. I think he'd shot. He shot Raw. Oh, many years before. before. Many years yeah. Before. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, can't, I can't imagine him going straight from Roar where he was actually attacked by real lions uh, to going off. And, uh, I think and he, I, his I, first question would have been like, is, is the dog really rabid? Is, <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, I think I, I was watching Roar not too long ago. Did we actually, do we watch Roar? Oh, I might have yeah. shown it to you. <laughs> it's possible well, I showed it, it to you. You know, I wonder if it was you and I watched it. Um, but... Like obviously, there's there's uh, no, it wasn't. I, I uh, yep. uh, it was another. I was sort of John the Baptist with that movie for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, got ninety but, minutes. But his, yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> his uh, the photography in that you can see this kind of free flowing, you know, on the zoom, sort of having to just sort of deal with sort of very creatively with some insane elements. And you can see what that's brought into Cujo. Like the, the camera is, is doing some incredible things at times. Like there's, a, there's an amazing shot in Cujo where, where uh, she just starts freaking out in the car with her son and the camera is just doing that and that and that and that round and round and round and round and round in the car. Mm-hmm. They've got this like telescopic thing going on. I mean, it's incredible when you look at it, you know, this, this you know, it's, it's not, not in the days of now where we, you you put your cameras everywhere and and do shit with them. Uh, you know this is this is this is you know forty years ago and and it's it's uh, amazing. No CG, no you know, and you've just got. I love all the stuff they do with the dogs. You know, you've got people in dog suits. You've got different dog. You've got Rottweilers dressed up as Dobermans. You've got prosthetic dog heads. You've got. You know they, they've they've thrown everything at it, um, and I think it's a very I I love it. Um, we'll and I go back to it very quite often uh, as a as a sort of movie uh, to inspire. Um, I, I think it does the the horror beats well, um, and then yeah, and then Christine. She is seductive. She is passionate. She is possessive. She is pure. Evil. She is Christine. 
1958 Plymouth Fury, possessed by hell. Her previous owner is not alive to warn her present one. Once she lures you behind the wheel, you will be hers, body and soul. There is no place you can hide, no place you can run, and nothing you can do can stop her. Because how do you kill something that can't possibly be alive? Christine. Body by Plymouth. Soul by Satan. The mixture of Cujo and Christine uh, probably sealed everything uh, uh, that it, for me as a as a a film director, you know, that discovering King and then, and then discovering Carpenter. And, and it was, I think then everything was just sort of. Yeah. You're locked in. Yeah. I'm locked in. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's again, that's another one. And I think it was sort of a combination of, of expectations from the book and also from John Carpenter. And I have not gone back to it. And I know that one, um, uh, you talked about Cujo circles, half jerkingly, half jerkingly, half chokingly. And I'm, yeah. uh, uh, I'm like, really? Because I don't know too many people, but I do know people who love Christine. And um, I, it's definitely one that I've also been meaning to go back to because uh, there are Carpenter films that, that strike out. But um, enough, enough people I respect that now, and now you uh, are telling me how much they love it. So I will, I will have to. Yeah. It's, do you know what? It's an interesting one. I think it's, I think it's aged very well like better than most of his movies uh, and i think most of his movies aged well which is the the sort of enduring appeal to to his work is is they do get better with time and sometimes it takes a while to get into them sure. but i think i think with christine just technically it's aged beautifully Right. Like you, you know, you can go back and watch the thing now, and I and I'm not ever saying anything bad about the thing because I, you know, it's a beautiful movie. And I was about to cut our link. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hallowed yeah. <laughs> ground and all that, but it, there are moments that look dated now. You know, with some of the effects, some of the effects still stand up beautifully, uh, but some of them do look. You know, you you show that to a modern audience, and they're that you know they're 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 noticing. You know, when when someone's got. You know, you've got the head creature with the legs, you know, out the top and stuff. You, you notice that. Uh, um, uh, and with with Christine, I, I, it it hasn't like the effects haven't aged. You know, there's no. Oh, there's yeah, a it's, lot a, of problems, it's a car, but all, yeah. all the yeah, all the car stuff, all the mechanical car stuff is is beautifully done. And the, again, the photography, it's interesting because it's not it's not um, uh, Carpenter's usual guy. Uh, I think it's a guy called Donald Morgan. So it's not Dean Cundy. Uh, and the photography is just stunning. I, I find that the, the lensing of that movie is... Yeah, it's a great-looking film, for sure. Oh, it's a great-looking yeah. film. Yeah. The, the beautiful reds of the car and the, obviously the anamorphic flares of the you know the headlights coming in and just all the... Just yeah. the, the widescreen photography is, is... I find it definitely his most beautiful movie. Um, I'm a little afraid of... Uh, isn't... isn't um... I once said there needs to be, and, and there may be one because it hasn't been used in a while, but like we need to pass a law outlawing the use of bad to the bone in movies for at least. Uh, yes. 
Yeah. That was, that was obviously a very early, if not the first adapter. It was the first. It was and the yeah, first. Yeah, the problem is once you've done that, uh, you know, yeah. people go back and you go, oh, God, not this. You're like, no, he yeah. broke the door down. He's the guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're back to the phone. I, um, when I, I think the thing that, like, it's an interesting one, and I can understand, like, your, you know, I can understand someone, say, being a bit nonplussed when you say, oh, look, Christine. And I remember when I, I rented it, the the first time little video shop in Fenditton just outside Cambridge uh I asked the guy oh what's this one like and he was like oh, it's all right you know he was he was not but he let me have it and it was an 18 in England but it's weird because it has nothing except for a little bit of uh gore oh, at the for, end yeah he's talking about the rating for our American listeners who don't know this so that's like oh, that's yeah, basically yeah, yeah. an R correct oh, no yeah 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 yeah, but, yeah that was an 18 in England which is which is which is uh which was strange, you know, it, 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 uh, it's, a, it's a pretty tame movie. And I was obviously, you know, I, I, I was a teenager and I loved gore and all that kind of stuff. So it, it was, I, I read the book and I, I put the movie on and, and the movie's pretty faithful to the book yeah. to a certain extent, you know, it crushes it down to, to, uh, um, to an hour and a half, but, but by and large, it has all the kind of beats and, you know, everything's sort of there and, it looked it looked nice and i you know finished the finished the film and i was like yeah okay it did it didn't you know i wasn't like oh fuck this is this has changed my life or anything uh but it just kind of stayed with me like and I, it was that sort of beautiful sort of look it has and i think it was the music as well and it was really through those king adaptations like christine where i discovered this whole kind of thing of music in movies and and how effective that could be and it's something that i get like in, in resident evil you'll you'll see you know i'm using like in big sequences i've got like you know we used almost the entire of of crush by jennifer page you know during all these sort of big horror sequences mm -hmm. it's that all kind of sort of goes back to to, to christine and and sort of you know this this car that I used it. I mean, if, if you've ever seen Strangers, I use it. All, you know, I, Strangers was my remake of Christine in my own mind. <laughs> I, constantly, the car moves, drives around that that place, playing. You know, rock. Well, and roll. it's true. Yeah, no, there's. I, I I take back my laughter. Um, I I actually see that now. Yep, sure. Yep. Yes. Yeah. It is, it's it's very much. It's very much. You know, I mean, the the movie ends with a a flaming car chasing a girl yep. down the road. So it is. It it just ends with Christine. Um, but um uh i yeah I, it, it I, and i it sort of the movies kind of stayed with me and i then bought it on vhs and i liked it never never sort of loved it sort of liked it loved all the there's some really great you know uh character pieces where they where they where they got some some of the old the old um like Robert Prosky coming in doing his thing, uh, and you know the prose from King's novel is so good. Um, but it was I ordered the soundtrack, and I think this is probably one of the most sort of great uh, for me like mistakes that have sort of changed my you know sort of whole path and everything. Is I ordered the soundtrack, and I thought I'd ordered this rock and roll soundtrack with Bad to the Bone and right. and, and and you know uh, all the all the great. Uh, tracks in that movie and it has a lot of 
fantastic. It does, right? A lot of like 50s and 60s rock. 50s and, and 60s. Uh, great, yeah. great, 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 um, great soundtrack, which uh, I, I still go back to a lot. But I hadn't ordered that. I'd ordered Carpenter's soundtrack. Score. The score. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 14 years old or whatever. Uh, and I suddenly get this score album. And like, what the fuck do I want with a score album? And I'm like, what? And I put it on. And I'm like, this is, what is, and I, and it's, I just become obsessed with this, like, and I, you know, from there on in, it just, I was starting to get into music myself and I was becoming, I was just starting to play the guitar and stuff. And I think that that, I just was like, who is this carpenter guy? You know, and I, I also, I was so into King and I was like, why is, why is, Carpenter, like in Children of the Corn, it's Stephen King's Children of the Corn or Maximum right. Overdrive. Stephen King's Maximum yeah. Overdrive. You know, with this, it was John Carpenter. I was like, who is this fucking guy? You know, who's, who is he? And I just started to then look him up and oh, wow. become like, uh, yeah, and I became just obsessed. You know, then from from that, I obviously Halloween, but then, you know, Salt Precinct 30. I mean, the, Resident Evil is a Salt and Precinct 13. There's no two ways about it. I've just replayed it. <laughs> uh, um, uh, so, yeah, that it was just through ordering that soundtrack. I remember, I remember it arriving and being like looking down at the song titles going, what this doesn't, this isn't right. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then thinking I'm going to send it back. And I didn't. I didn't. And I'm so glad I didn't. I still have the CD, you know. Uh, so yeah, that, that movie is, uh, I, I, uh, I love that movie so much. Hey, we're going to take a break for just a minute from talking with Johannes, uh, to thank our sponsor moviesunlimited.com, the movie collectors website. Um, they're great folks. They're, they're fans of our shows and they feature so many of the movies we talk about here on these episodes. Um, in fact, uh, they, they pretty much have all the Stephen King movies Johannes talks about as well as maybe somewhere around 10,000 other Stephen King movies. I might be exaggerating a little. I'm not entirely sure. Look, streaming's great. You can stream a lot of stuff these days, and 99% of the time, you're, you're gonna be fine, so long as uh, you know your Wi-Fi is functioning and your neighbors aren't using theirs too much. Um, but man, we're into hard media over here at the movies that made me, because uh, you can get great content as well as bonus features like director's commentary, deleted scenes, all kinds of goodness. So buy your favorite movies uh, at moviesunlimited.com where you're going to find classics, imports, hard to find films, new releases, and of course, thousands and thousands and thousands of Stephen King movies. Again, might be exaggerating there, just a little. Uh, the prices are great. The choices are endless. Own the titles you love and enjoy all the bonus features you just don't get anywhere else. You can either click the Movies Unlimited banner on our website or you can go to moviesunlimited.com and get your favorites from them. Um, shipping is always free on orders over $50. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Then probably the 
the other one of the 80s. There's Dead Zone, I love. You've been in a coma, Johnny. For how long? Five years. The house is burning. Your daughter's in the house. It's not too late. You're the talk of the town. Because I got my head bashed in and I'm still here to talk about it. Because you have the power of second sight. I don't know whether it's true or not. These psychic powers of yours. No, I'm at my wit's end. John, I could use your help. It has to do with these murders we've been having. Castle Rock Killer. Did you see that one? You saw that one on video too. I, I saw that at the same time. Uh, these these are all of this period. I think was really informative for me. I would just go and you know I'd go and rent these things one after another, and I'd be reading. What I would do is I'd read the book, then rent the movie. Read the book, right. rent, read the book. You know, and there was this was like eighty nine, nineteen ninety. So they, these movies are all, it was great. I, I had like this whole source. I wasn't having to wait for them all to come out. I could just right. pick up a book, read it, and then go and then rent that. And rent it was that. just waiting for you. And it was waiting, yeah, and it was great. You know, sometimes I'd pick up the book and I'd look and I'd see, I'd be like, oh, great, that one's, that I, a Dead Zone. Dead Zone is another movie that's grown with me over time. Uh, it, as a, as a kid, I sort of found it very, I always thought it, was an excellent movie, but didn't, you know, in my world of horror and gore and excitement, it was not that. Uh, it's, you know, it's a, it's a kind of classical thriller. But yeah, it's, it's not, it's not, yeah, I know it's, it's um, very much, and it's a drama too, and it's a love yeah, story. It's a drama, and, yeah. With, with just this carefully doled out kind of supernatural elements. Um, yes, yes. I feel like it's the First one, I mean, I love I love The Shining, and The Shining is its own thing, the, the movie and the book. Um, yeah, but I feel like Dead Zone was the first one I read and then saw the film of, where I was like, they made it better. Um, you know, what? I I think I think you're right. In in I, do you know what? I haven't gone back to the book since I read it initially, and I loved the book. Uh, but I do think that is a very tight script. It's, well, it's also, very- yeah, and it was, it was because it was the, um, what was it? It was Carrie, Salem's Lot, The Shining, and The Stand were like the first four, and they were just like, holy yeah. shit, kaboom, kaboom. Yeah. You'd read these things and be like, especially The Stand, which um, I don't know if we'll talk about, but, but you know, to me, it's the one Stephen King book because they all, they all go on a bit too long. The Stand yeah. was the only one when I heard he was coming out with a longer version. I went, oh my God, I can't wait to read that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Everything else, I feel like he, he should be coming out with shorter versions. But the Dead Zone was the first book where I was like, okay, it's 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 all right. And I thought the ending, um, where because if I recall in the book, uh, it's it's very similar ending, but the the um, say the Jed Bartlett character, sorry, the Martin Sheen character just picks up a random baby at the yes, end. Yes, and yeah, it was yeah. Jeffrey Bohm yeah. who wrote the Dead Zone um who who i believe came up with the like no it's not a random baby it's the baby yeah. that should be his yeah, yeah, yeah in a world that worked better and it just has so much more weight you know yes, yeah i think king didn't I, I seem to remember reading somewhere that king really didn't like that 
oh very pat and it's like yeah wrong wrong move yeah Yeah, no it's perfect and it's so like it's not it's not just random it makes sense that the kid's there yeah 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 Yeah, i think in the book he's he collects handshakes it's something like i do you know what i it's i remember remember it's weird like at the end he's like his thing is to go around and shake people's hand you know so it was all a bit weird uh it's been i have to say with the book it's been what is it 40 40 years since like I, that, no, yeah. not 30 years since i've read it so it's been a while but i do the the movie is 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 tasteful but it's actually it's a really good movie now yeah, i've watched yeah. it i watched it recently uh, i love the, the score the mm. score is 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 really phenomenal i love walking in it um uh yeah it used to be cut with the version we had in england was cut so oh, they we, cut out the yeah, the scissors. Yeah, the scissors. Yes, the scissors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they don't, don't now. Now, now you you get it. It always used to be a fifteen in England, which would be you know what a PG thirteen in um, uh, in, in in America. But but now now it's an eighteen, I think, uh, and you get the full the full uh, the full thing. But yeah, I I I like it a lot. It's it's not. I don't think it ever. It didn't sort of affect me the way that Christine or Cujo did, but it became part of the part of the King world that I would um, uh, that that sort of sort of really changed things. But I think probably the one that still now along I mean Christine always because I, I'm just obsessed with that movie and cars and and the way to photograph cars. It, it, that movie just to, just it sort of changed my life there. But it is Pet Cemetery. I, I adore I adore yeah. that. At the edge of the woods, behind the Creed's new house, is the old animal graveyard, the place where devoted pets are laid to rest. Daddy, is church all right? What is this place? I brought you here to bury Alan's cat. I dreamed he got hit by a car and you and Mr. Crandall buried him. Why, Judd? I had no reasons. What did we do tonight, Judd? What we did, Lois, was a secret. But some don't stay. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. You're thinking thoughts best not thought of, Lois. Daddy's gonna do something really bad. That's why no one ever buried a human being out there. You're thinking of putting them up there. Don't deny the thought hadn't crossed your mind. And why nothing ever rests in peace. If it doesn't work, I'll just put him back to sleep. Come back to me, Gage. Come back to us. And it's a weird one because I think um, it sort of falls into a couple of camps. Some people, again, find it quite surprising like a choice whereas to me it's like oh really uh, no oh my god yeah i i it's a terrifying movie i i i uh yeah i I think it's probably of all my uh, or not probably i i think if i had to take one king adaptation or you know on on, to a desert island i would i'd I'd take pet cemetery with me i went with my wife uh, after we shot strangers we drove um we drove up to the house uh, uh, um, which is still there, and it's identical. Uh, the nothing oh, wow. has changed. It was, it was a really kind of 
like for me like an awe-inspiring moment where I would yeah. sort of walk on the on the road uh, where the where Gage got run over and it was it was just like it's it's like uh with your young uh, daughter <laughs> this was before okay. uh, <laughs> yeah yeah that, that one I did for me was like the first time I was like they blew the book out of the water and the book the book's pretty good but the movies I I agree I I went back and read the book again uh probably a year or two ago and I it's a funny book I don't love it you know it is the film but the you don't fall in love with the little boy the way you do in the in the movie and mm-hmm. and Judd is just so incredible in the movie you know um Fred Gwynn he's uh, just this like no, he, he makes it because he's such a phenomenal performance from such yeah. a great actor and, and uh yeah 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 I, Sometimes I, uh, dead is better. Is better. Yeah, <laughs> I would just that heavy, that heavy, thick main sort of pretend main accent that he's mm-hmm. doing is uh, is just wonderful. It's just wonderful. I was uh, and who um, uh, Mary Lambert, of course, just directed the hell out of it. But I was just you, Stephen King wrote the script. Yeah, uh, uh, King, King wrote the script to Mary. Mary's become a good friend, actually. She, she, uh, we. Um, uh, we've we've met many times um, since since uh, uh, yeah I bumped into her probably about ten years ago um, and yeah the king the 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 king script I think is I think is wonderful I I yeah. it, it's actually quite departs from the book a lot but in a very good way you know it, it just what I love about it and I I really love this in in movies is the kind of story within a story within a story it's it it's really it's it's pet cemetery is almost kind of like a come 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 sit by the fire let me tell you let me tell you this tale or you know this this dark dark tragic tale and and it's um and it's you know you 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 have this sort of descent into madness with mm-hmm. with uh Lewis Creed, and you know, he discovers one thing after, and you have Judd telling him the stories of, you know, surely nobody buried a man. I, I lied; they did bury a man, and then you get the story of that. And it, yeah, yeah, it's just great. I just, I just, I, um, I, I, uh, I missed that when they when they rebooted it. I missed the the world, the the this kind of complex, uh, interwoven sort of stories that that. Um, that that was sort of built into the fabric of it all, and everything was just everything was just so creepy. The, the housekeeper that ends up, you know, hanging herself because she's got stomach cancer. The the I mean, Zelda obviously, Zelda is just the most terrifying thing. You know, the woman in the back bedroom with her with oh. her spinal meningitis. Yes, yes. I, I, I for for a period of uh, quite a few years. I used to watch the movie all the time, and then I now I still do. I'll put it on once a year. But there was a period in my sort of student years uh, where I stopped watching it because I came t- terrified that I might I might get spy. I suddenly started getting all these back pains, and I was sort of terrified that I'd end up like Zelda. And I just sort of went through into my mind this this uh, uh, this thing, but. Um, yeah, I think it's a, I again the 
with the, the score, I, I, um, I don't know if you can hear my daughter is uh, kicking off in the background. Adding, something, adding yes. Some horror flavor. To, uh, <laughs> I heard a scream. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, but um, uh, the I music is is so important to me in 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 terms of uh, my um, you know my armory as a director. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that I'm very hands-on and uh, probably annoyingly so uh many composers would say uh and, and sort of it's, it's something that I, I i i don't it's not just like oh yeah just do the score whatever you know I, I get very very obsessed with it and um we used quite a bit of pet cemetery in the temp score of uh resident evil oh. um, which was which was fun to do you know um, and the, yeah, and you'll see when you watch the movie. You, uh, Mark Coven did the did the score, and and he really has. It's a bonkers, bonkers score, uh, but he's really gone. It, it's imagine '80s King mixed with John Carpenter, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and and he's really gone there. Um, uh, and and it's um, sorry. There seems to be a child being murdered. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I can't. She's definitely watched. She's watched The Shining with me. Um, she's she's watched a few things. Uh, she just sort of sits there. Uh, obviously, she doesn't, you know, she's too young to to to, to understand the complexity yes. of the yes. movie. But yeah. Um, uh, but uh, yes, I I uh, um, I hope she ends up loving these these movies so we can sit and watch them together. She uh, with The Shining. Is I guess that falls within our correct. That's nineteen eighty, right? Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, yeah, and that's well, that's you a, you're seeping out a little bit over the edges too. Where, uh, I was expecting you to bring up the monster. The they're breeding on one another. The vampires are creating vampires. The monster wants you. It's a geometric progression: two times two times four times eight. There's a dead man upstairs. <laughs> Bill! Yeah, you know, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Look at me. Ned Tebbett's body has disappeared from the morgue. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Bill! And Susan's in there. Run! No! Look at him! The best-selling author of Carrie and The Shining takes you on a startling journey to Salem's Lot. Yeah, I love Salem's Lot. is is uh, uh, is a movie that I the, both The Shining and Salem's Lot actually I hated when I first saw. Oh, really? Okay. Um, Salem's Lot, I, I had not read the book and The Shining I had. And with The, with the Shining, it, um, it just wasn't the, the it book. It wasn't the book. It wasn't the book, and I loved the book so much. The book is probably the most scared I've ever been reading a book. Yeah, it's a terrifying book. It's a terrifying book. Yeah. And, and I didn't get the movie at all. And I don't think I got the movie... 
really until maybe two or three years ago. Mm. Um, and it was a movie that I would put on, you know, once every five years or something. And I'd be like, oh, do you know what? I should watch it. Maybe It's a bit like Blade Runner. I'd be like, do you know what? It's probably a really good idea. I should put that on again. And then I always with Blade Runner, I'm always about 10 minutes in and I'm like, why the fuck have I done this? This, this is boring. You know, way, I know. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Cause yes, yeah. I tried to forgot we are part of that, that small but hearty tribe. Uh, I did. I went back. It'd been a long time. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I think like you, and I've seen every iteration I saw it. I actually saw because we were friends uh, with one of the local film critics in Philadelphia. So as a, as a yeah. kid, I got to see the early cut of Blade Runner. Yeah. I guess before the voiceover. And then I saw yeah, yeah. it. And every time I'm like, this is boring. Yeah, yeah. Looks very boring as shit. Finally uh, saw the, what we're told is the final cut, which I'm sure it's not. Um, my wife, Nancy, had never seen it. And we watched it during pandemic. And that probably helped. And I'm not going to say I loved it. This, we, we get hate mail on the show every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm expecting something. I'm not going to say I loved it, but it was the first time I actually kind of, I was like, all right, with the experience of watching it, I think maybe being in quarantine had something to do with right. it. Right. Right. Everybody in that, the problem with everybody in that film, except for the replicants, is they are all isolated from other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I, it, it may still happen for you. It hasn't, it, it, it's, I can't say I went, oh my God, I love it, but it, it yeah, has yeah. gotten better finally. Maybe. I, I, uh, it is like I said, it's something I, I, every with Blade Runner, I, I, I like I've done all the versions, and each time I'm like, God oh, damn, it looks so, oh yeah, this is gonna, and then I'm like, what? Oh no, I'm bored. And The Shining, I wasn't never quite like that, but I never, never understood it. I was always like, God, he's, he's such a dick. <laughs> really? And I was like, and Wendy is so annoying, and. Uh, and you know, it's just like I just didn't get it. And then I, I put it on. I can't remember what it was. And it just something in my mind just clicked, visually for sure. Like, yeah. holy shit, this is absolutely stunning. Um, but then I just understood. To me, the movie's about her, not him. Mm-hmm. And I, you, you know, just suddenly seeing how incredible her performance is. Yeah. And I'd always just seen her as this, you know, the, the one sort of thing that was, you have to have in a horror movie, which is the woman sort of screaming and running around, you know, like it's just felt like it's so generic, you know, the one sort right. of generic thing. Uh, uh, and it's just an incredible performance. And in, like, I just was like, oh, it, it was just the whole sort of domestic abuse kind of, all, mm-hmm. you know, that, that kind of, it, it just suddenly, I don't know what it was. It just like landed, it, it landed with me in a way that it had never done before. And then, and then everything fell together. And I, it definitely, they, we, <laughs> we use uh, multiple times the, the, the shining zooms. Mm. Like uh, in in Resident Evil in, in, and the cutting as well, uh, with with uh, where you cut back to Danny and he's all kind of uh, he's in his kind of trance fit state, yeah. and I use that a lot, um, which I'd never done before in any of my movies, and, and I, I that was a very specific like seventies 
well, I, mean, uh, I guess it's 80s, uh, very early 80s uh, vibe. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's a great, it is a great movie. Uh, and and uh, well, it's also it's, when it's, you first uh, saw it, I mean, it is, I don't want to say it's, it's not the most sophisticated concept, but it is kind of an adult thing, like telling a 15 year old kid that um, a movie can be an adaptation of your favorite book and change everything and still be good. Yes. Bullshit. Yeah. Of course it can. Of course it can. Yeah. And time goes on and you come to realize that that actually can be, but, but there is going to be that resistance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I realized how much the Kubrick version, uh, the, even if it's that you can adapt a book without, without having to, to, to be like completely Literally. faithful. Yeah. And yeah. You, you, what it is, is about tone. I mean, if you look at like Firestarter, it's like, uh, all, you know, it's very, very faithful to the book in, in terms of its adaptation. Um, but yet I would say something like Dead Zone, which is not so much, actually gets the flavor of the, the book maybe, maybe in a, in a right. better way. Um, uh, uh, although I, I love, I mean, Firestarter, <laughs> I remember... Um, because you and I are both George C. Scott fans, uh, I remember um, uh, chatting with 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 Mark Lester, the director, who's a friend, um, and uh, uh, and just asking him, you know, about George C. Scott, and he just said, "Yeah, you, after six o'clock, you you didn't talk to him." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, fair enough. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I so yes, and and Salem's Lot, um, Salem's Lot was weird because the what we had in England at the time we had um, like an hour and a half movie version uh, that would that that oh, right yeah I remember that yeah 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 it's so all the way and and it was very it was very dated when you compared it because it, I guess it was TV. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, and you compared it to, you know, Christine or, or the shining or, you know, Carrie, whatever the, uh, the other ones of the, the time, they, they felt much more sophisticated yeah. Um, yeah. because they weren't TV, I suppose. I guess it's probably a budgetary thing as well. Well, there's uh, also a limitation at the time, you know, you, you could only be so dark and twisted. And yes, on TV. Yeah. I, I remember seeing it, I think when it aired and it scared the shit out of me. I've been trying yeah. to go back because. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I will. The, the funny thing is, is yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. And that, that would, that one is, is definitely one that has, I don't know what it was, but I put it on again and was like, Oh fuck! There's some really great stuff here. I mean, yeah. the 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 kids at the window tapping at the window. Yes, is some of the best sequences in in horror cinema. I would say. I think it's I think it's genuinely phenomenal. I think the we 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 watched it the other day. I, I put it on for my wife, and we put the full version on, uh, which you know is. It, it, it lacks, you know, it's, it definitely creeps at the sides. Um, but we put the full version on and uh, there's, there are some, some, some really strong moments in it. And there's also some, some, some not so strong moments in it. I'm really looking forward to um, 
uh, they're just remaking it with with uh, Lewis Pullman, who was who was the the main kid in in Strangers. Uh, oh, no, no. Okay. Yeah, and oh, cool. they're just shooting it now. Um, that seems like something that should have happened a long time ago. I'm sort of surprised it hasn't. You know what they did? They did one in the mid '90s, I think, with Rutger Hauer as the uh, as the bad the 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 Mr. Barlow, and oh. um, was it uh, is the the main vampire? What's the main vampire called? Is it Mr. Barlow? I think it is. Uh, and um, it had yeah, Rob. Right. I'm looking at it. Yeah, Rob Lowe and yeah, it was it was horrible. It was oh, horrible. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, uh, it, it didn't. It didn't. Didn't have. I I would say Salem's Lot is probably like if I had uh, of my sort of Tobe Hooper movies, I would probably that would be the one I would go to over. Uh, I know. I mean, people love Texas Chainsaw. I never really. I find it. Oh no, no! Have you ever seen it in theater with an audience? No, I have never. I've never seen it in theater, and I haven't actually watched it in a long time. I just always found it so unpleasant that I. It's not a movie that I. You know, Carpenter is very. It's the horror isn't like. It's fantasy horror, you know. It's right. it's like it's it's you know even the thing or Texas Chainsaw Massacre smells bad. Yeah. Texas yeah. State, yeah, it is. That's just I just you know, and, yeah. and it's I I have always struggled with with that. You know, even if you you know, probably the the most Texas Chainsaw of the films that I've done, uh, Strangers, is it, it errs more towards Halloween than it does right. You know, Texas Chainsaw. Um, all I'll say is, if you ever get a chance to see it with an audience, it's it's worth overcoming. It's worth doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I'll um I, yes I'll, I'll try and um I'll try and do that. It, it's um yeah I do. There's some stuff I love. The, the thing I love about Texas Chainsaw is just the sound of the the flash bulb at the beginning. Yeah. I just I think that's just wonderful. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um uh that that uh, that that was always my favorite bit. But yes, I I always um the movie yeah like you say you can you it smell it it's there it's very yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's sort of quite a present movie. Um, uh, yeah, and that I mean, then then you know, with the, I mean, Carrie, uh, obviously is that's not with that's we are now treading well into You're very the much in the seventies. I yeah, but I do yeah, love, yeah. I do oh, love. Yeah, well, sure, yeah. Carrie, Carrie is phenomenal, and then uh, yeah, I, I think with the eighties. There's a couple of other movies that that definitely had impact on me. Creepshow two. I never liked the first Creepshow, but I loved Creepshow two, um, and I still do. I still will put Creepshow two on. Really? Uh, okay. The raft. Uh, you know. Uh, I, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a ter- it's a terrible movie. It, it's it's uh, it's it's not great, but it, it's um, it's it just was it's a it's a funny period, and I think I think it just uh, the movies weren't always great, but it it was it was exciting. I think it was exciting for me as a as a kid to just discover this world, you know. Even Maximum Overdrive, which is uh, a terrible movie, I say objectively so. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think you can. I mean, some there are some fans of Maximum Overdrive. 
I, I, you know, it, it, it's not. It's, I mean, I, the, again, the thing that that movie bought to me, which is something that I have now bought to my daughter, is ACDC. You know, uh. <laughs> you know, I, I, again, I, once I watched the movie, I bought the soundtrack and, um, uh, and I became an ACDC fan. And, uh, you know, my daughter grew up, uh, um, you know, trying to, I put her to sleep with who made who, or, you know, Thunderstruck or whatever <laughs> with, with, uh, um, uh, whoever would, um, whichever song would be uh, on, on the playlist. But yeah, that, that movie is, I, I kind of wish King had, had done another, had, a, had another King track. Another whack. I, I've got a way. Yeah. You yeah. can learn from I mean, your mistakes. Yeah. And it's not, do you know what? There's some sequences that are the whole um, bridge sequence at the beginning where the, where the, 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 what would you call it? The bridge. The, bridge. Yeah, drawbridge. Yeah, yeah, goes up and everything. It's well put together, you know. Um, and and uh, there's some fun gore gags. There's some really fun gore gags. But it's, yeah, it, you know what? It's it's the script is so bad. It's it's like, I think I think he could have, I think he could have survived his own movie if he hadn't written it, you know, <laughs> I, just, I think that the script is, is just unforgivably bad. You know, did, did you ever see, there was like a, was it a TV version? Yeah, trucks. Like, trucks. trucks. Yeah. Which is Timothy Buzzfield. You, do you know what? Um, uh, I, we had the most wonderful conversation with, uh, I, I, we were talking, I did my producing partner, James Harrison. And I we were talking to, um, King's agent about something. I think we were talking about Maximum Overdrive, and we stopped, we bought that up, you know. And he was like, "No, no, no, they never remade Maximum Overdrive." And we we're like, "Yeah, yeah, there's the yeah, TV." Like, no, no, there wasn't, there wasn't. <laughs> we put it right oh, in. I've never heard of that. That's <laughs> you know? So funny. Yeah, it's terrible. I watched <laughs> recently. Actually, it is very bad. Um, now, how about I know it's not horror? Where were you? Stand by me. Uh, yeah. So with Stand By Me, I, uh, I watched it again very recently, uh, and, and thoroughly enjoyed it. It never, it never connected with me in a way that the horror stuff did. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, like the book I loved, you know, the, the, that whole, um, different seasons, uh, different seasons with, yeah, with, with uh, an incredible book. Um, and I, I, you know, um, absolutely, uh, adored the, the, the body, the, the story. Um, and for some reason, I think because it was, it's super faithful. I had just read the, the, um, the novella and the novella is, is fantastic. It's so it's, good. It's so good that, and, and the, and the movie is so good as well, but it just, I was still in the world of the novella, and I right. didn't. I didn't need the movie. Right. Uh, whereas now, go watching watching it again, you know, thirty years later or whatever. I was. I was like, oh god, it's a great movie. It's a really good movie. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, yeah, it always surprised me because I remember the. Um, uh, it's so funny because so much of it blends together. But but you know, and I haven't read it probably since it came out. But um, that book because it was uh, Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption, which got me yeah. into an amazing film. It was The Body, which got me into Stand by Me. Yeah, Half Pupil, which should have been a good movie. That um, yeah, it's not. It's, it's, I, it's. I always felt that. I remember at the time, and it wasn't like oh, I could do this, but I recognized that I couldn't. I felt like that's one that needed to be made by people who were older. Is there? Yeah. He's wrestling with really dark, complicated, you know, the true nature of evil, and I don't think you can do that when you're 27, as the yeah. folks have made it. And then, and then that sort of the, the dud at the end. It's, I mean, it's yes, the, I would absolutely agree. They keep talking about making it, uh, but uh, um, what's it? The breathing, the method. breathing method. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. three of the four novellas of there are just yeah, phenomenal, sensational. Yeah, yeah, and then, uh, and then which sort of ends the, the 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 period for me very well was was Rob Rayner's um was misery oh you know yeah yeah you almost died you have a compound fracture of the tibia in both legs and the fibula in the right leg is fractured too and as soon as the roads open i'll take you to a hospital in the meantime you've got a lot of recovering to do there is nothing to worry about you're gonna be just fine. I'm your number one fan. My name is Annie Wilkes. I think one of my clients, Paul Sheldon, might be in some kind of trouble. You mean Paul Sheldon, the writer? Well, everybody sure likes those misery books. They had it at the store, Paul. They said he checked out last Tuesday. Isn't that a little strange? I guess it was kind of a miracle you finding me. In a way, I was following you. You were following me? Oh, Paul, I've read everything of yours, but the misery novels. You must be a good man, or you could never have created such a wondrous, loving creature as Misery Chastain. Very kind. The presumption must now be that Paul Sheldon is dead. You dirty bird. How could you? Misery Chastain cannot be dead. Misery spirit is still alive. I don't want her spirit! I want her! And you murdered her! You don't think he's dead, do you? And don't even think about anybody coming for you because I never called them. Nobody knows you're here. And you better hope nothing happens to me. Because if I die, you die. Is that 80s? Does that count? Like, well, it's 1990. So, fair enough. So, fair let's enough. say he had the cameras, he had boots on the ground in, That's in, right, in the 80s. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it still, it still counts. <laughs> Um, and that's a, that's a, that's a great, what I love about that one. And it's, you mean aside from everything, everything, it's a great movie. Yeah. It is a great movie. Yeah. I, I agree. And it holds up now still is the weird thing about it is the humor. And, and I don't, I don't think like the King adaptations ever really had any humor to them. Um, in the way, you know, in that sort of dry, you know, like I love, like when I watch Assault and Precinct 13 or something, it's, mm. I just find it a very funny movie. Uh, and and I, I found with, with all this sort of Stephen King stuff, I guess it's, it's pretty straight. Um, there's some sort of amusing moments in Christine with the, some of the side characters really, really going for it. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think with Misery is the first time that I, that you you have this really dry, dark humor going through. And I don't know if they've ever if I've ever seen a 
anything quite like that again. I, I can't think of another movie that has that. Like I, just when she waves to him at the window mm-hmm. after she hobbled him, and he just he just does that in the back. You know, her off, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I can't and, remember uh, from the book. I mean, I'm sure it had that because a lot of his books do, but that certainly feels like William Goldman. Uh, do you know what? I think that's Goldman. I don't yeah. or 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 um or Rob, yeah, Rob Reiner's been around a comedy. Yeah. Career. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do you know what I can't remember. I I read the book. It was the second Stephen King book I ever read. So I read Cujo on the way out to Florida, mm-hmm. and then when I came back from the holiday, I I read uh, Misery. Um, and I had I haven't what I haven't read the book since, so I can't remember if it had um, the the humor that yeah. that the that the film does. Um, but it, it is a phenomenal movie. It's, it so, is. it's such great. I mean, I feel like, I mean, obviously, uh, Kathy Bates was, uh, I mean, good God, just just beyond perfect. Yes. In that part. And what always struck me is really funny, and I'm, I'm a gigantic fan of his, uh, obviously. But um, uh, I remember thinking, James Conn, that's a weird, like, I, the last guy on the planet I'm going to write is, uh, you know, put in a film as a, like, sort of, you know, he's a writer. He's he sits at home. He, yeah. You know, when he finishes his book, he has his cigarette, and he's kind of yeah. cast like. I mean, this is just, I don't know. You know, one of the, one of the great manly men of all time. And yet, and my understanding, I might be wrong, is that somebody fell out. I think he was not. Yeah. So it was going to be Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, Michael Douglas. Oh wow! Yeah. No. Yeah. We, um, that, that yeah. 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 Oh, that's that's what Khan I read. is so great is I want to say where, yeah, I mean, he's phenomenal. Yeah. But you don't expect that. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I think, I think the final version is better than what that version would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer. No, she can't like, it's like, Oh yeah. no, dear me, Michelle Pfeiffer is tied me up at her house. And yeah. never wants me to leave. Oh actually. shit. I, yeah, honey, yeah. What, do you, uh, what do you want me to write? Sure. Absolutely. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, 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 that seems kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a great movie though, and, yeah. and one of the last. Yeah. I think probably that there was that last little period. Then you know the the misery, it, and graveyard shift all came out in nineteen ninety. I think graveyard mm-hmm. shift is like my guilty pleasure, uh, giant rat, <laughs> uh, um, uh, movie, which I, I watched that at all probably. More often than I should do. It's a ter- really? again, a ter- yeah, yeah, I do. I, it's, it's, a, it's, a ter- it's not a great movie, but it's a lot of fun. And it, it was is not great, but it, I enjoyed it. it. It had you know Tim Curry's performance. Oh sure, yep. in that was just phenomenal. And the into I, it's my favorite King book. I, I think it's is uh, just incredible, and that that, that book has been very important to me i think in in terms of my sort of horror uh you know upbringing and and that i love that sort of interweaving past and present right you know like it's just just great great storytelling um and i you know the the film has something it, it definitely has an hour and a half of something it probably doesn't have the full three hours uh, uh um but but uh, but I did enjoy it a lot, and yeah, it sort of that sort of ended that era. And then I don't I don't know maybe it's because I got older, but I, I never felt that the same sort of 
kinship to the King adaptations. I know what you mean. That. Yeah, there have been some great ones since then too. But yeah, I know, I know what you mean. There's um, there have been some that they're just not quite the. Like, do you know what? I can't think of the last like they they they've been some great tasteful ones. Shawshank, Green Mile, Dolores Claiborne, uh, you know, that that kind of world where, you know, there's sort of more drama elements uh, uh, there. But I can't remember the last time I went into a King adaptation cinema and and had a, you know, oh, there's a giant bat or a clown. You know, I mean, I guess, I guess they, re, you know, they redid it. So what am I talking about? The, one of the biggest horror movie ever made. So, um, so yes, I guess the King world is still, is... Is is around and kicking well? Oh yeah, he, no, he's yeah. doing great. But I know what you mean. It's like it's it hasn't been. I mean, there were plenty of good. I was just trying to think of like Ger- Gerald's game was actually surprising. Gerald's game was excellent. Gerald's yeah. game was was genuinely like I, I think of probably the 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 sort of non uh, the yeah that 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 was a, a phenomenal thing. Again, sort of fit into. I loved the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it fit into that kind of Cujo single one location. I was going to say, yeah, if, you, if you're surprised you could sustain a woman in a car with a crazy dog outside, how about a woman tied to a bed and nothing else? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, I, I liked it, but I actually thought he did. He's a, he's a I have to say, he's a, a, a phenomenal writer. Oh, um, again, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, thought, I thought the way he executed, like the book always, the, the book was a very interesting, uh, this is off topic, I suppose, but, it was a very interesting point in horror because I think what had happened and, and probably why I, I have less affinity to, to the, the horror movies after the nine, uh, you know, so 1990 is silence of the lambs came out and just completely annihilated the horror genre in, in a, in, that we knew. And so King had to change and, and he, he sort of, Never again was you know the guy with the killer clowns and the right. that, that world, and 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 uh, um, Gerald's game was very much of that time. So it, yeah. you had this yeah. kind of the, you had the domestic violence stuff, and then you had this kind of serial killer, you know, sort of <laughs> Silence of the Lamb serial killer out of nowhere would appear, the Moonlight Man, you know. And I yeah. I remember reading the book, and I, I did like the book a lot, but I always felt it was a sort of um, product of its time. And I thought with the adaptation, uh, I thought it was actually done really well. That I didn't yeah. feel that that sort of forcedness, and it, it was, I thought it was very smart. Yeah, um, uh, yeah th- that was that was good. There's been some good ones lately. You know, I thought 1922 was good. Um, yeah, I know that. Yeah, and uh, and I liked um, uh, what is it the the Kennedy one? What is it? Eleven twenty three sixty three. Oh, did you? I liked the book. I I I. I Started the show and then I couldn't get into it. Oh so yeah, I, no, there were some there were some very nice surprises there. Really, it, it, really. It off. Uh, yeah, yeah, the book the book was a was a good one. I I liked. Um, I mean now now they're very they're sort of almost highbrow. You know, like I really quite yeah. liked. Didn't love the outsider the book, but I I thought the TV show was was uh, was great. Um, and um, yeah, I couldn't get into Lysi's story. Um, but yeah, there's you know the world of King is now flourishing in a way. Yeah, a, he's, it, he's doing all right. He's doing, he's all, doing right. all right. Yeah, I'm not too worried about his. Uh, yeah. his <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, that's that's probably my my little you know sort of traipse through uh, my, my my sort of formative years of horror. 
which were, were really stamped. I remember, do you know what, going back to that, uh, going back to Children of Corn, I remember buying it. Like, I must have been now like 15, 16, and I bought it in a, I'm going to say it's a Forbidden Planet. Is that, is that a store that exists in Amer- America or is that just an English thing, Forbidden Planet? It's uh, like a... Like a comic store book kind of thing. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I think it's it's its own thing. Yeah, okay, so we we it's a thing in England, and, and I remember they had I saw Children of the Corn there, and I was like, oh, I'm going to buy this. And I remember putting it down on the desk, and the guy goes, "You don't actually like that movie, do you?" And I went, "No, I I don't." And it's true, I didn't. And I, <laughs> but it's Stephen King, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I get it. You're a Stephen King completist," and he just sort of understood the drawer of. Right. That, just that little period it just it, it uh yeah um yeah that was a great that was a great period for him even even when the movies yeah. could be disappointing uh, it's true yeah yes yes they could they could be they could be yeah ah well the honest thank you thank you man thanks for taking us through that that was uh that was a blast yeah. um fewer, fewer disagreements than i thought we'd have too i'm, I'm stunned well <laughs> yeah I, I i feel you you, you just uh you didn't have a uh, a dog in the fight. I think is is that the uh, is that I, the... yeah. But I, th- I think we're mostly on the same page with that stuff. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, and it's a shame too because there's I, I I do enjoy um, when we get into vigorous arguments. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you come back? My God, even Blade Runner, we're on the same page. Something something's yeah. wrong here. Yeah, something's going wrong. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, but the movie, the movie is coming out uh, next week, um, November twenty fourth. Resident Evil. Um, obviously, it's not the seventeenth or whatever the series. You are you are rebooting this sucker, right? Is that uh, uh, yes? Yeah, yeah. It's it's um it's it's a it's a Salt and Precinct thirteen. You know, uh, back to back to the roots kind of uh, horror movie uh, that that is yeah back to the games. So yeah, it's 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 a it's a whole new beast. Awesome. Well, I, uh, I, I, for one, cannot wait. Um, you have never disappointed. So uh, looking forward to uh, to the next one. Well, um, not, not many people would uh, say those words, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll believe you. Uh, all right, well, thank you, and, and good luck with the film. Yeah, yeah, good to chat to you again, we'll man. See you back in the States soon, I hope. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be over in a couple of months. Excellent. Our show was recorded from several well-stocked bunkers. We can't wait to get back to beautiful downtown Burbank. We're the official podcast of TrailersFromHell.com, the best damn movie website there is. Our engineer is the composer Don Barrett, who also transmogrified, produced, and created our theme song. This is Josh Olson for the Movies That Made Me. Stay safe out there, folks. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast.